Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week is a very special, fun week because we are going to be doing wine pairings with stories of nanny days that made us want to pour ourselves a big glass of wine or beer or alcohol in general when we got home. And to do that, I have invited my friend, Dan Cruz. Hello, Dan. Hi, how's it going? It's going so well. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. And uh, Dan brought some champagne for us to share as we uh, do this tonight. So uh, thank you. You're welcome. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> um, so as, as if you are listening at home and are able, you're at a point in your day where you can have a glass of wine pour yourself one or even not just sneak it no no don't don't, don't do that <laughs> don't, don't do no. that no not if you're taking care of children unless you have permission from the parents yeah which that's a, that's a, a yeah. very tricky territory that i've yeah. been in before where parents have gone out for like a date night and they're like once the kids are in bed drink and i'm like ah no i'm legally responsible for your children really do parents like ask you to do drink a lot on uh on the clock? Not very often, but sure. it has happened. And I think they're trying to be kind, but I'm like, no. Or tricky. Do you think they're trying or, to trick you? I don't. Okay. Just because I know the family that did it and they were, it came from a place <laughs> of kindness, but I could see a family trying to trick you. That's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. But um, not this family. They're super kind and they listen to this podcast. So hello guys. Uh, you know who you are. Uh, so Dan, uh, before we get started with these fun stories, mm -hmm. pairing them with drinks, yeah. uh, let's hear a little bit about your background. Sure. So, um, I am a certified sommelier here in Chicago. Uh, basically what that means is that I am, um, in the court of master sommeliers. Um, I am on my second level. Okay. Um, wait. We go back to the word court. I know. So it sounds very mystical. It and does. like there's It sounds like there's guys in robes and there's like... Are there? There's probably a guy with a robe uh, yeah. somewhere. Okay. Um, probably in the ethos <laughs> of, of the court. Um, but basically um, what you're trying to get to is to become a master sommelier. If you've ever seen the uh, the documentary on Netflix, Sam, 
Um, I haven't yet, but I will okay. go. I'll watch it. Yeah, you should. It's it's fun, and yeah. like you should like you know if you can drink you know and and watch it. It's it's about um, four guys um, trying to be, get their uh, MS, their master sommeliers, and just uh, all the challenges that they go through. Okay. Um, so in order to be a Somali, uh, you do have to know a lot about wine, but mm-hmm. also it, it spans um, all of alcohol. So I get tested oh. on, yeah, um, not only wine. I mean, that is the predominant part of, uh, of the test, uh, but also um, there are questions as far as cocktails, alcohol, sake, beer, um, anything that, you know, will get you drunk. Um, or it could be paired with food. <laughs> or it could be paired with food, yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, I currently am working um, in a two Michelin star restaurant here in the city. Uh, I'm the floor sommelier. So what that means is that I am uh, basically in charge of selling wine on the floor. Okay. Um, and also helping uh, the chef when he rolls out a new menu or puts a new dish uh, on the menu, uh, pairing uh, wine with that food. Okay. Um, so uh, this is kind of like a perfect uh, fit for the two of us. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Because uh, as I have started this podcast and I've been hanging out on in the digital realm on the nanny groups, mm-hmm. I see so many nannies that are like, oh my gosh, guys, listen to my day. Like yeah. this happened today. I'm going to have so much wine when I get home or that families will offer nannies wine. They will be yeah. like, here, take this bottle. <laughs> We're wow. sorry our children <laughs> put you through that today. <laughs> or just circumstance. Sometimes it's it's no yeah. one's fault. It's just circumstance. Yeah. So sometimes you just need to relax and, and get drunk. Yeah. Uh, and that's really what I'm here for. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. What is the best way to relax after work with, um, with, with these particular stories? Um, I would say always, um, you know, as far as like relaxing, I Mm -hmm. say that there's like a a plethora of different ways um, to relax. I think that there are many different options um, out there. I know that like a lot of people sometimes get stuck in a rut of enjoying either, you know, your your Prosecco's or your Moscato's. Um, or, you know, your, your Chardonnay's from California or something, um, along those lines, um, that you just kind of recognize and, and it's your, your safety net and, and your, and what you just kind of like. Um, and basically I just, I brought along some ideas, um, of stuff that are different, but, uh, you know, we'll just expand your horizon just a little bit. I love it. Yeah. Also, quick question for you, Mm -hmm. since your work is wine Mm -hmm. and alcohol how do you unwind at the end of the (laughs) day because is it ever stressful to like come home and be like man now i have to pick a drink for me no or is it fun no it's awesome um you know for me um i i get an awesome opportunity of tasting all of the amazing wines of the world Mm -hmm. um and so when i go home i really like you know, to have either like a Paps or, you know, a <laughs> Miller Lite. Um, you know, if I'm visiting my parents, I'll have a, a Spotted Cow from New Glarus, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's, you know, not necessarily, uh, I, I enjoy beer um, to relax just because it's it's not wine. Yeah, um, you're wine not is, bringing home yeah, work with wine you. Wine is work. Yeah. Um, and also just having something that's, uh, you know, not lowbrow, but like just something that's, normal right. you know like yeah. you just gotta you, you um you know having lawful ideas is awesome but like just relaxing and having having fun is also 
um, just as important. Yes. Um, and so that's really what I'm about is just being um, multifaceted in that sense. I like it. Yeah. I like it very much. Also, before we start into uh, pairing these stories <laughs> that people have submitted yes. with wine, I do want to say that this is potentially an episode that if you ever listen with kids around, like if I usually try to make the podcast such that you could listen to it with your nanny kids like while you're cleaning the kitchen or something like that. We don't curse on here for that reason. We try to keep it clean. But this episode, we will be talking about uh, more adult themes in that we're talking about drinking specifically. Um, also, never drink and drive. And the, <laughs> the nanny in me needs to say these things. Never drink and drive. And and don't don't overdrink, guys. Just use it to to unwind if you want. Um, also don't drink if you don't want to drink. There are people, I, I play on a kickball team on Wednesdays and there are people that pressure other people to drink yeah. and I'm the nanny there too of being like, everyone can drink exactly how much they want to drink yeah. of whatever they want to drink. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I, I can sometimes be a little bit of a pusher, um, <laughs> in that sense of, of drinking. But, uh, I think one of the best quotes I ever heard was that, um, there's a reason why there's five glasses, um, in a bottle of wine and it's to meant to be shared not just consumed by by one person yeah you know there you go yeah yeah um so that's my little like tag warning at the beginning of this is is that if there are small ears around and you don't want them hearing about delicious forms of alcohol then stop listening and listen later when there aren't small <laughs> ears around exactly um great well let's get started with Rachel Harvey submitted this story uh, to be paired with a wine. She said that she was flying a kite with a two and a five-year-old, and the five-year-old was crying because the kite was broken and wasn't working, and the two-year-old was crying because she couldn't keep up with them running and trying to fly the kite, mm -hmm. and Rachel was crying because she had to run. <laughs> running I, is stressful. It is. Uh, like, I, I hate it. I really do. There's yeah. a... a meme or a gif from Parks and Rec where <laughs> Anne is like, I mean, I know running's good for your body, but at what cost? Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Like, yeah. at what cost is yeah. this, like, is happening here? Yeah. Um, yeah, so as far as running after kites, mm -hmm. um, I did something cheeky, and I thought of doing a cocktail Ooh. Um, to start off with this. All right. And the cocktail is called an aviation Love it. I know, right? Very so, punny. I know. Yeah, that's really what I'm all about. All the, all I the love puns. puns. Yeah, who, who doesn't like a good pun? Exactly. I know, Shakespeare used People puns. who are dead inside. Yes, <laughs> yeah, losers. Sorry, listeners, if you don't like puns, but and, and, maybe maybe this isn't the episode for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so an aviation is a gin-based cocktail, um, and so it's primarily gin with also a maraschino liqueur. Okay. Um, you can find Luxardo. Mm -hmm. um, basically, it just means that maraschino cherries um, that have been made into some sort of liquor. Um, okay. Creme de violet um, that you can find at Benny's or anywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, and then just some lemon juice. You just shake it up and then you, uh, you serve it uh, up. Because it's an aviation, so you, gotta, you, can't, right. you can't serve this on the racks. What is, okay, up means what? Oh, I'm sorry. So no, up, that's okay. Yeah. You're just going to have to walk me through all I this. I know, and I just, I'm using lingo, so yeah. you, gotta, you just got to yeah. curb me. So um, up... Uh, a good rule of thumb is up means anytime that it's 
up off of a uh, off of the table or floor or wherever okay. you're serving your your alcohol from. Um, so like a martini glass okay. is served up. Um, generally, it means that there's no ice in there. Right. Um, as well. But you shake it with ice to make it cold, right? You should. Yeah, uh, you should shake it with ice um, because there's lemon juice in there. Right. Um, and yeah, so shake it vigorously and then strain it. Um, if you have like a, um, a strainer in there as well to catch all the little ice particles, right. um, you know, use that too, but like, you know, you don't have to be too fancy about it. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's, it that also comes like a delicious drink. Yeah. And the best part, it comes out purple Ooh, as well. Yeah, I fun. know. Yeah. So you look like you have a very fancy, uh, cocktail when you're done. Yeah. I know. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna, uh, I'm going to try to post some of these recipes, too, Yeah, well, uh, on the Facebook group. Also, I could just send it to you. Yeah, well. that would be great. Yeah. Um, so if you are listening and you're, like, driving and you're like, no, I can't write down that delicious-sounding recipe. Because you're drinking and driving at this. No, no I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No, they're not because they heard me at the beginning <laughs> I know, of this. I know, I know. No, Sorry. but they, yeah. they don't want to write it down mm-hmm. while they're driving. <laughs> Which is um, also really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost I, as bad. I had nanny kids once because I'm very, like, I need to be focused when I'm driving. Yeah. And so I have talked on the podcast before about I using the three question rule. So if we're driving really <laughs> far, I'm like, you get to ask me three questions. That's brilliant. And after that, I'm not answering anymore. And then they'll ask a question. I'll be like, do you want that to be one of your questions? And then they'll be like, oh, no, I got to think about this. And usually they don't make it to three. Yeah, but that's brilliant. I had kids that were like, why don't you just pull over? <laughs> and I was like, you foiled me, children. Yeah. <laughs> that would be safe probably but no i'm not going to because we got to get where we're going yeah because then it would take forever (laughs) yeah pulling over every two minutes yeah Yeah, that's ridiculous Um, which i tried to explain to them but they didn't (laughs) just tell them that they were ridiculous yeah a little yeah in nicer words than that oh i was like that doesn't work see that's why i can't be a nanny right i would be yeah you You have have to have patience for days yeah very nice yeah Yeah. um well wonderful so in aviation for if you have to fly a kite that or is run broken. or run. <laughs> run yeah that also sounds like a yeah. great post running drink yeah exactly <laughs> um or just instead of running um yeah great next up kim castle mm-hmm. said my nanny kid was four or five at the time and the parents were out of town i just remembered which story this was um the parents were out of town in vegas and so she was doing overnights mm-hmm and her nanny kid got his penis oh my God. caught in the zipper of his <laughs> footy pajamas. Jesus. And so Kim called the the mom boss mm-hmm. who was super wasted because they were in Vegas. We said that at the beginning of the story. Yeah. And so the mom boss yells to her husband that S uh, pulled a, there's something about Mary. Oh boy. <laughs> which is a, yeah. maybe the best way to phrase that. Oh yeah. Uh, which even if she wasn't drunk, I hope that she would still use that. But I do feel so sorry for this nanny kid. Um, and so Kim was praying that no one would look in the window while she was trying to remove his penis (laughs) from the zipper. (laughs) And, uh, she, she added that, that the child was not circumcised. So it just got worse. Uh, yeah, that is, that is an awful day. That really is. Not only for her, but also for that, that, you know. 
person having a penis. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Oh my Poor god. Poor little guy. I know. And can I just say that like that scene and there's something about Mary <laughs> uh, is one of the hardest scenes to watch. It, I mean, of, I'm like, sure it is. It's yeah, less as a, so as for a man, me. as a man, like <laughs> um, just oh man. <laughs> Just can't, uh, do you have to do a lot of, this is a question for you, do you have to do a lot of penis related like injury? Like, um, is this a common thing that's happening to uh No, and it is, it's never happened to me. Okay, um, thank God. Though it has happened to a nanny kid, but his parents were doing it, but I heard about it the next time. They were like, we threw away all of the zipper pajamas. <laughs> it's yeah. usually pajama related. For the safety of, yeah. 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 And uh, and they were like, so we only have shirts and pants now, so it cannot happen oh again. Oh, my God. They were like, that was the only way he would let us put on pajamas anymore. Yeah. Do you know the other terrifying thing about the story is that she never says if she like got the penis out or not, so there could be like a kid just walking around right now. That's true. That's just got a... Still in tiny pajamas. <laughs> forever. <laughs> that visual like, is both sad and hilarious. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. Yeah. So this one stressed me out. Um, okay. Yeah. As you know. Yeah, as a man. Yeah, as someone walking around with a penis. Um. So. Yeah. I um, get that. Yeah. Uh. So what I said was, um, that you needed something very strong, um, <laughs> that would make you um forget about this experience. Uh huh. And so with uh with that, I said that there uh. There's this uh, liqueur uh, called Chartreuse, uh-huh. um, and it's coming from France, um, and it is 51% uh, alcohol, so oh it's 110 gosh. proof, but it tastes like sugar. Uh, what? It is, it is magic. <laughs> um, this uh, Chartreuse is one of those like liqueurs or aperitifs um and amaros that like amaros and digestifs always kind of are wrapped around mystery mm -hmm. um like think of your you know your fernets and things of that nature that like nobody knows the recipe and like chartreuse is kind of like the holy grail of like secret um secrets oh. um yes um and so chartreuse is made by two monks um, from the shard yes i'm in it yeah two monks um they are separated and then they take a vow of silence uh-huh and then they are the only ones that know like the 130 different recipes or such that <gasps> are like ingredients that go into uh, making chartreuse. Uh -huh. And then they bottle them up and, mm -hmm. and then they, they ship them out. Uh, what? I, yes. Isn't... Okay. But let me ask you this. Yes. I am allergic to tree nuts. So like... So... You so anybody that's like allergic to like nuts or anything like that, um, this is a distillate, and so anytime, so, it's okay. so same idea with like people that like are worried about gluten because mm -hmm. bourbon is made from you know uh, uh, rye, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Um, I think so. Are are from barley, mm -hmm. uh, right? Oh, okay, um, yeah. And so uh, anytime you you distill something. Um, it, it it goes through a process where evaporation is part of it, and so you're removing the proteins. Okay. Um, and so because you're allergic to nuts, mm -hmm. um, the proteins are being left behind, so you can't be allergic uh, to this. Great. Yes. That's so nice to know. Yeah. But I can be allergic. Okay, let me ask you this. Can I be allergic to amaretto, which is made from almonds, or is that distilled to the point you know that is a fantastic question okay um i want to say no 
Um, but I am not a dietitian. I'm not so, going to test it. And so maybe I'll look it up online. I'm pretty sure the same rules apply. Yeah. But I don't know the process for making amaretto. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Um, I just found out I can drink Di Sirono because it's made from apricots. Yeah. So I knew that one. Yeah. So, but yeah, anytime that like there's some sort of distillation that's, that's part of the process, you don't yeah. really have to worry about that. Okay. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a sidebar for me and anyone else allergic to tree nuts. Yeah. Or now gluten. You know. for, or gluten. Yeah. yeah. Now you can go drink all the scotch you want. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry about on your gluten-free diet. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you were recommending... Chartreuse. Chartreuse. Here's the reason why. First off, it tastes like sugar. So uh-huh. you're going to drink a lot of it. Right. Um, and it's really alcoholic. So you only need like three or four shots. Um, but you will forget that day yeah. um, forever, yeah. um, and you will have one heck of a, a hangover <laughs> <laughs> the next day. Because it tastes like sugar? Because it tastes like sugar, yes. <laughs> It's really alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So be careful. So don't do it yeah. when you have to work a 10-hour day the next day. Yeah, don't do that. And, and don't drink it around kids, yeah. you know? Because they might be like, oh, it's so sweet. Yeah, exactly. And then that would be really yeah. bad. There's green as well as yellow chartreuse. Uh, the green chartreuse is more alcoholic. Okay. Just in case you want to, so you know. So like green means go yeah. to alcohol town. Yellow means like you're going to have a, yeah, you're going to have a kind of a nice night. And green means no, let's go. Let's, let's get this done. Let's get drunk. I like that. <laughs> Has um, anyone ever tried to like break in, get the monk's secrets? Yeah, it's happened a couple times in what? history. Yes. Um, and so there was um, a story where um, at one point, one of the monks was, I forget the story exactly, but... Um, and I'm sure somebody on your podcast will be more than happy to correct me. <laughs> um, but one of the monks uh, was arrested and was brought to Bordeaux. Um, and he had a, a, one of the recipes um, on him. And he wasn't searched. Oh. Um, and luckily, they were able to get it out. But that was like the closest in history where somebody was able to find it. Wow. Um, and he was arrested because he was working um, in this secret area. And like they wanted to expand it and they were trying to move to spain and there was like some sort of like national security thing going on wow um, yeah and so they they try to lock him up into bordeaux and try and like get him to say the secrets and ironically it was on him <laughs> i believe that's how the story goes yeah um but there they, he definitely did get arrested even if it's of, not that's a great story i know so let's just say that it was true yeah. and like nobody look it up anywhere on the yeah internet. don't look it up guys yeah. just believe in magic yeah just believe that i'm just saying 100 <laughs> percent factual things <laughs> yep i buy it yeah um well great yeah that is a, a great pairing yeah. i think yeah um, all right, let's move on to Michelle McLean. Uh, also, I do want to take this moment to say, if I say your name wrong, I am so sorry. I got these off Facebook. I tried to look up how to say them, but you know, it's... Names are hard. It's hard. Yeah, don't don't be too hard on yourself. Thanks. It's okay. But if I say your name wrong, I'm super sorry. Write in. Email yeah. me at chroniclesofnania at gmail.com and tell me I, I said your name wrong and then tell me a funny story about a child. Yeah. Uh, and and that will be great for everyone involved. Um, but she had one of those um, runs of events that just... I, I've, I've had, I've experienced it as a nanny where it's just like nothing is going right. So she said, in the space of two days last week, I broke a coffee cup. 
did a load of baby clothes and turned them all pink thanks to a rogue red onesie that was in there, spilled a potty full of wee all over the bathroom floor and myself, got vomited on by Bub, who I assume is her little one, uh, who had just started solids, uh, was changing his diaper legs up and he basically sharded on her top. And then her mom boss walked in, took one look at her and went downstairs to get her wine. (laughs) So (laughs) at least she has an understanding uh, a mom that she works for. Because the mom just like, I would say, follow the mom. Yeah. Figure out what she's drinking. You know, and try and get some, you know, try and, because I understand that like with nannies, a lot of times, um, you get bottles Mm -hmm. from like the people that you're, yeah, our nanny families. Yeah. Yeah. Which is mind boggling for me. Um, like, you know, which is kind of awesome. Um, so I would always say, you know, try and (laughs) bump up (laughs) what's your free free wine yeah free wine is the best wine (laughs) is the best Um, wine for sure um for this one i would say uh again another cocktail okay Uh, so uh my version of an irish coffee Mm -hmm. is a little bit different than everybody else's um so usually irish coffee is like uh jameson and then coffee and whipped cream Uh uh-huh um so i uh, I don't use Jameson. Um, I use uh, something that's a little bit sweeter, um, like a honey whiskey or something like that. Okay. Um, and then I add an Aperol, which is another liqueur that is made from rhubarb. Okay. Yeah, so it's got a little bit of bitterness to it, uh-huh. um, kind of matching the coffee. And then Amaro Sabona, which is an Amaro that's coming from the northern part of Italy. Uh, an Amaro is uh, like an aperitif. And um, basically, it's it's the same idea as that chartreuse being made okay. from herbs and spices and stuff like that. But it's it's very sweet as well, and nice. so giving you a little bit of sweetness. Is it also high alcohol? It is also high alcohol. Nice. And so you just mix that all together, and then it, the beauty of it is that it uh, looks like you're just drinking coffee. Not not that I would ever say like <laughs> you should drink on the job. But no, like, never drink on the job. But you could put it in your thermos and like take it to a concert on the lawn. Yeah. And drink that. Yeah. Af- after you're done. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody knows that you're actually drinking. Just saying. So, yeah. So. Does, it, does it smell like coffee too? No, no, it smells like booze. Okay. Well, <laughs> then don't let anyone close. Yeah. Yeah. You can, yeah. It's going to smell like booze. It can sure. look like you're drinking. Absolutely. Just coffee. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Or if, you know, that sounds also like a, a really nice um, potential brunch drink. It is a nice brunch drink. Yeah. If you're like with friends and stuff like that, that you're looking yeah. for something that's a little bit different. You could like make a little whipped cream and put like a little whipped cream on top of there. That sounds delish. I know. Because you need to unwind on Sundays. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Especially with You got to like- mentally prepare yourself. I call it the Sunday scaries yeah. of like when you get to that point in your Sunday where you're like, man, my weekend's gone now and yeah. I have five days of work coming up. With handling kids. Yeah. 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 It can be really stressful. So trying to just keep tiny humans alive. So starting it at like 10 o'clock in the morning, respectively. You yeah. Know, getting yeah. some a little bit of caffeine in you, but also, you know, starting your day off right with a little bit of booze. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah, a nice, for sure. A nice brunch. Yeah. Um, wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. The next one comes from 
Maritza Gomez mm-hmm. or Maritza. Okay. Um, and she said, when I was first with my nanny family, I had a girl that was three and a boy mm-hmm. that was 18 months. And one day the kids were having an extra rough day. Uh, the three-year-old girl was feeling sensitive about everything, which I, I totally, three-year-olds, man, they do feel sensitive about everything. And I get it. The world is hard. Girls? Uh, or boys? Boys, too. Yeah. Just three years old is just an age of, because they're they're starting to learn um, that they have capacity and autonomy but they're not allowed to fully exercise it in fact there was a really good article that i read about why frozen was so popular Hmm. with like three to five year olds yeah is because um elsa's powers spoke a lot to them because they're like i feel that i feel like i have all these powers that I'm not allowed to use. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And so, um, and that that's the beginning of that. So it's the most confusing time. Yeah. Is that where like the, you know, the, you hear about like the terrible twos or the yeah. terrible threes? Is that what's yeah. that's from? Yes. Is oh. that they're starting to be like, I'm, I understand some things. I want autonomy. I want to be in charge mm-hmm. of my own space and my body. And, uh, but they still need help. And so they want to do it by themselves. There's a, a meme that goes around the nanny groups that's like, my my three-year-old just decided that uh, he's buckling himself in from now on, so I'll see you in five hours. <laughs> <laughs> because you just have to let them like, work through it. And if, you can't just be like, no, we're... Uh, <laughs> you can if, we're you, if, you, if you really are pressed for time. Like yeah. There are times when we have an appointment or like we're going to a class and I'm like, I, for today we're going to have to call it at five minutes. But then they get all, but then yeah, yeah, he or she is upset. Um, but then, uh, there are times when, you know, we're going to the park and I'm like, sure, let's, let's try this out. Let's see how long this takes. (laughs) Um, because they're never going to learn if you always do it for them. For sure. And so, uh, taking or giving those opportunities to allow your nanny kids to put on their own shoes, put on their own jacket and just experiment with it, uh, is really, really important. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, but yes, I can, I, I've been there when, when a three-year-old is feeling sensitive about literally everything. You can be like, would you like water? And, like, no. and you're like, I was just offering you water. Yeah. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, uh, Maritza couldn't leave her mm-hmm. alone for anything because mm-hmm. she was feeling very sensitive and the 18 month old boy wouldn't nap. So there was extra crying and general crankiness all day. And then the mom boss came home from a meeting. Um, she was a work from home mom and left for meetings. So Maritza was used to her being around. And suddenly the kids had a meltdown, which that happens all the time. Uh, I, I call it the witching hour of like mm-hmm. that crossover from when parents get home uh, and you're still there and kids just sometimes are confused we have an episode about it called transition times mm-hmm. of they're just like who's in charge yeah <laughs> because everyone that tells me what to do is here and i hate it mm-hmm. um 
And so anyway, 10 minutes before she is getting ready to leave, uh, right at witching hour, so she calls it witching hour too, mm-hmm. uh, neither were consolable. And finally, the mom said, uh, okay, you can go. Go have a <laughs> glass of wine or have the whole bottle. Nice. <laughs> so the, that, that mom boss was in the know as well. Yeah. And was just yeah. like, here, here's a bottle on me. Yeah, exactly. M- my suggestion as far as like bottles you know, mm-hmm. um, and pulling bottles because it'd be <laughs> dangerous, you know, like, yeah. cause you're like, I don't know if this bottle is worth $20 right? or if it's worth, you know, $5,000. Yeah. Um, and I imagine that if, you know, you have a, a, a nanny, um, you might be able to have a $5,000 bottle. It's, right. it's not inconceivable. No, it's certainly not. Um, and so I would say <laughs> the small Amy is like, take that $5,000 bottle um, <laughs> and yeah. run and, and, and just run. run and then just run for the hill. You know, you're screaming. If there's an eagle on it, it's called Screaming <laughs> Eagle. Grab that one. Is that yeah. one a really good one? Yeah, that's one of the most expensive bottles okay. in the world. Okay. I, there's a Savion Blanc that just came out. It's like $7,000. What? Yeah. Right. I know. Like, mind boggling. I would just feel bad. Oh, yeah, don't do it for real no but i would feel bad like even if i saved up the money or was given that as a gift Mm -hmm. i would feel bad drinking that yeah because i would want to be like sell this let me pay my rent for months (laughs) on this bottle of wine you know I know. Like, I think uh, <laughs> it's going to go down a rabbit hole for okay, sure. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> but as far as, like, wine is concerned, I think that they're um, having this idea of expensive wine is, is somehow odd and mm-hmm. how, how bottles can sometimes be 5, 10. Um, at True, where I, I first worked, uh, there was a $30,000 bottle of DRC 1990. Whoa. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> and just working um, around in that cellar and just knowing that somewhere there was a, a, a bottle worth, you know, more money than I would make that year. And like if your elbow um, bumped it. Yeah. <laughs> buy, you know. Buy. I'm sure it is like. Insured. Secure and insured. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, um, if it costs as much yeah, as a car, I mean, like, you would think it yeah, would be Yeah, I mean, insured. like, a, a seller at, for a restaurant is always insured. Yeah, and, okay. uh, and as under lock and key and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, this idea that, like, a $5,000 bottle or a $10,000 bottle is, like, a, a weird thing. I, I, I personally believe that it's uh, my... Uh, Somali that I'm working for, uh-huh. uh, Paragwale, he's extraordinarily talented um, and a, a beautiful human being. And he referred to wine one of the first times I was working with him on the floor as um, anthropology, uh, archaeology, um, and um, just uh, life in a bottle. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's really poetic. He said it a lot better than I just did. Um, <laughs> but uh, You said it lovely. Oh, thank you. Um, but the, the idea that like knowing... Um, these vintages and like what happened in those years, like, um, you know, in, in 1961, for instance, in Bordeaux, um, it, it was war torn. Um, mm-hmm. the Germans just came through, right. And just de- demolished this entire region. Um, right. And so 1961 was like that first year that they had an awesome vintage, um, after world war two, you know, right. after the, the Nazis left. And it was like this, this first symbol of hope for the French, and just to have that idea and having that that sense um, in a bottle is is extraordinarily uh, 
important and, and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can perceive um, spending, you know, $5,000 on, on that idea. Yeah, that is, that's a way that I had not thought about it before. If I ever have five thousand dollars, if you ever have five thousand dollars to spend <laughs> um, <laughs> on one bottle, yeah. You, you I mean, I don't have five thousand dollars to spend. I know. Yeah. Like, I know. Nobody does. Like, well, people. Some do. some people do <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. But I think that like uh, it, it's beautiful. And yeah. It, and uh, there's there's reasons behind it more than just this the sense of greed or or just because of willy nilly. Um, this um, in right. the industry, um, right. and the more that you you study it, the more that you you realize it, uh, the more beautiful it becomes, and the less it becomes about um, the uh, the arbitrary amount um, that that wine is worth. Right. Yeah. That makes total sense, and I love the idea of the history being important yeah. uh, in the pricing. Yeah. Um, the fact that there is a lot of history about that. Yeah. Makes a big difference. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. Cool. Um. Awesome. So wait, did we pair a wine with that? I said just steal the most expensive bottle that they In got. In there? Okay. Because yeah, you deserve it. I like it. You're worth it. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> I like it. Um, it. Do you, okay, if someone's like, go pick any bottle you want, are there tips to... Pick out a bottle. Oh, well, okay. So if it says Burgundy uh-huh. on it, if it says Bordeaux on uh-huh. it... Um, if you know, it's coming from France, um, and you can't really make out what it says on the label, um, more than likely, um, it's going to be an expensive bottle. Okay. Um, and, uh, so I would say like, have at it, you know, um, and, and, and pick out a bottle, but before you leave, just say, is this one okay? Uh Uh-huh. And if they say yes, there, you shouldn't feel guilty about it because they said yes, you know? Yeah. And then open it and enjoy it. I like it. Yeah. I like it very much. Um, awesome. Well, then let's move on to Hannah Joy mm-hmm. DeVoe is how I'm going to pronounce it. Cool. Uh, she said, I... This is so funny to me. Um, A few years ago, I was nannying for a boy, an eight-year-old boy, and he was anxiously awaiting a Nerf gun, which I know Nerf guns are super important to Mm -hmm. eight-year-old boys Mm -hmm. um, and girls, but like eight, eight is the perfect age for a Nerf gun. Yeah. You can aim it. You can like do things with it. Um, and so his, his mom had ordered it for him online and they, they were waiting for it to arrive. Uh, and he kept telling Hannah that it was expected to arrive that day. Mm -hmm. So when a package arrived, uh, she gave it to him to open as she was cleaning up the kitchen. A minute later, (laughs) she saw him walking to his room with his head down so she asked him, what's wrong? And he said, it's not my Nerf gun and walked to his room. So Hannah went to move the package and saw the biggest dildo oh she God. has ever seen inside of oh, it. Oh, man. Along with a lockbox, assumedly for the dildo, yeah. which is it's, hilarious. It didn't get they, in there in time. <laughs> they, nope. <laughs> nope. It missed the window. Yeah. 
and so she she left it out for the mom boss. Oh man. <laughs> um, she said that was a vodka day. No amount of wine will ever be enough <laughs> yeah. for me or for that child. <laughs> yeah, vo- vodka day for sure. Um, just straight up start drinking um, from a flask. Yeah. Um, uh, that's when I would say bring a flask with you. Yeah. My suggestion always for with um, a flask, which a good friend of mine has suggested and I always use, is mm-hmm. instead of using like straight liquor, which I think a lot of people do, uh-huh. um, I prefer to use like honey whiskeys and things like, things like that because... It's sweeter. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't have as much burn, um, but it, it gets you drunk. Uh, right, and right. and so it's it's a nice easy uh, easy <laughs> sipper. So that's my suggestion for your hip it's flask: honey whiskey <laughs> in a flask. Yeah, honey whiskey in a flask. Or, I like it. Yeah, or flavored vodka. I mean, Ooh, if that's yeah. yeah, just something that's you know cucumber vodka. Cucumber vodka. I really and, like. Yeah, I think that like having just straight grain alcohol in mm-hmm. a flask is so aggressive. Yes. Um, but you gotta, I think you got to put a little bit of flavor, um, into your, your hip flask. I like it. I like that very much. Uh, and I just, I feel like that mom, I feel like that's on her a little bit. Yeah. That's totally on the mom. Like, like, you know that your child, you ordered a Nerf gun for your child. (laughs) And was it like on the same Amazon like yeah, like exactly. basket is that what was happening? I don't <laughs> she, know. Had, she had probably a little too much honey whiskey and was and like late night went, shopping yeah. and like just had at it. I've been there not ordering a dildo, but where I <laughs> where I ordered like things I don't need. Yeah, bed risers. Sure. I'm like, yeah, I'll have so much more room under my bed. Yeah, it's a terrible idea, um, but. It seems great late at night, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So. It, like when you're like in the like twilight hours. Yeah. And, you know, you just like, I should just buy all the things right all now. All the things. I, I got paid. Yeah. I can. I and can, I'll get paid again soon. So yeah. like, what's the problem here? Yeah. Yeah. I totally I, feel you. I've got money in my account. It's fine. <laughs> I don't need to spend it on food or yeah, health exactly. care. Um, Great. Okay. So Allison Jackson Mm -hmm. said that her two and a half year old girl nanny kid was uh, taunting bad behavior was she was doing taunting bad behavior in front of Allison and eventually in front of the mom boss, knowing that Allison would be upset Mm -hmm. by it by it only to have the mom boss respond with, she's just testing you. What do you want me to do? Tell her not to taunt you with bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Allison was like, mm, that might be a good start. So mm-hmm. the that's the background information. The yeah. story is that the this two and a half year old girl uh, had not been listening well at all for several weeks in a row. And eventually she intentionally wouldn't listen. And while Allison was cleaning and vacuuming, she jumps up on the couch running across it, which is a household rule that she isn't allowed to do that. Uh, and so Allison asked her nicely to get off and she didn't listen. And she asked her again, uh, to get down and she still didn't listen. So Allison picked her up and took her off the couch and the girl ran away. So then the mom boss comes home and they chatted about how the day went before Allison headed home. And the nanny kid got back up on the couch again and says, Allie, 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 
trying to get her attention and while Allison's talking to the mom boss and finally she says yes and uh, she was ignoring her because she knew that uh, the child was pushing on purpose um, and the girl, the two and a half year old girl points to her feet with both hands and says, I'm standing on the couch. And Allison said, thank God it was Friday. Yeah. Cause uh, that you need the whole weekend to calm down from that. Yes. I feel like you need a week yeah. to calm down from that. That sounds, um, I'm just going to say it. That kid sounds awful. Yeah. Like, just a monster. Yeah. Um, I feel very bad for uh, that nanny. That is terrible twos at its at its peak. Yeah, but also like just terrible. Like, I don't know. Like, if you're a parent, I feel like you should be like part of the team. Yeah. You know, and like, yes. it, and like also like managing, helping your kids, mm-hmm. like respecting authority and like and boundaries and yes, yeah. no, it makes. It makes a huge difference to have uh, a nanny family that the parents will back you up, um, yeah. which we talk about in the communication episode with nanny families, the boundaries episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk, That's something that we've talked about on several episodes. So if that is something that you're struggling with, besides drinking the drink that Dan's <laughs> about to propose... Uh, also go listen to those episodes. Uh, also, conflict resolution episode is a great one to listen to for this type of problem. Yeah, it sounds like just the worst. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine like parents just, I don't know, like just because it's not the the nanny. I imagine like being like, okay, you're not allowed to be on the couch. It's totally like the parents' rule, <laughs> right? And like, why it's aren't like, they? I'm just enforcing this because you want me to. Exactly. Parents. Like, just help me help you. Yeah. Like help your kid you know exactly be cool you know um that would get me all sorts of frustrated Uh uh-huh um and so i could imagine that doesn't happen at your job no one climbs up on couches and i have okay i got a story (laughs) um so we do have um so a lot of like fine dining restaurants um like alinea um very famously doesn't allow kids like it was a Uh whole like twitter thing right um i think i do remember that yeah there was like a twitter baby account for a while that was like (laughs) (laughs) got like a million followers or something like that from some sort of comedian um and so like brad akis was just like nah no more you're not allowed (laughs) in my my restaurant babies um but we still allow babies um and so a lot of times there's adults like like businessmen Mm -hmm. um that are flying overseas uh one of the phenomenons of my restaurant as well is that people will fly in from like Hong Kong or from anywhere, um, from anywhere, <laughs> from, from Hong, anywhere, Hong Kong or anywhere, or anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, they'll fly in, um, they'll land in Chicago, they will eat at our restaurant and then they will take a flight and then fly back home. Uh, really? Yeah, it happens quite a bit. Wow. Um, and it's kind of mind boggling. Um, and so uh, we had one of those types of people that came in, a businessman with his wife, and he had like a two or three year old. And so the two and three year old was like running around the dining room, like going up to other tables and like pestering them. And we had to like be like, <laughs> like you need a baby bouncer yeah like yeah we we started to have to like block them out like hip check them <laughs> as we were like dropping food no didn't really, but, um at one point though um the kid went to a table luckily nobody was at the table mm-hmm. stood on top of the table 
and went out towards the window, dropped his pants and his his diaper, and just started waving his little little penis around. No. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, like, I get it, but well, like but no. I mean, like yeah, you're a little little baby, like, but also at the same time. <laughs> and yeah, that conversation was very awkward um, with the parents of just being mm-hmm. like. You, you, you can't. You, you gotta at least focus a little bit on your kid. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, we really were at wit's end. We were like, if that. Yeah. Well, we were like, if that happened, if your baby starts throwing, <laughs> showing his penis to more people, we're gonna have to eventually ask him to go. Yeah. Like, like, and you should go with him. Yeah. Like it's it's very because odd. they seem like the type of parents that might be like, okay, fine, the baby can go. Yeah. We've had a lot of like odd things happen as far as like babies. Yeah. Um, are concerned and it's it's very i don't know <laughs> like it just seems like these people live in a different world yeah um that come into this the, the restaurant sometimes like yeah. so, most of the people are very cool but the people that are not so cool <laughs> live in a completely different world um yep and it's it's fine uh, <laughs> <laughs> i i totally understand that i listen to uh, or I really like John and Hank Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the vlog brothers. John Green is a young adult novelist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like his work, but they have a podcast and, and Hank recently had a child. I mean, maybe not that recently anymore cause I'm in kind of backlog, but he was talking about how he's like, my wife and I have just like come to the realization that we don't get to go. Yeah like to restaurants right now mm-hmm. that our child is not of the age yeah. that we get to go enjoy a meal out at yeah. least not at normal like dining hours he's mm-hmm. like sometimes we'll go out at like four so that it's not crowded and we can like get in and out yeah quickly but he was like we don't get to go to our favorite spots anymore yeah and that's the contract that we the social contract we agreed to by having a child that for a couple years you just got to stay at home for a second yeah yeah totally yeah and i i do think that there certainly are restaurants that are fine to take your child out to but no matter where you take your child as someone who has been a Mm -hmm. waitress respect that you are in a public space <laughs> yeah and model behavior that you would want to see yeah from from your child from yeah. your child yeah uh it's not that complicated yeah but, <laughs> but sometimes it is it seems like well you just call me next time I'll i will set and, those and you'll just straight. run right over yep. and just help me out I'll bring my, all of my nanny children uh, that I've ever worked with are great at restaurants because yeah. of the things that we do. We talked about ending mealtime struggles mm-hmm. uh, in two episodes. It was two episodes ago with mm-hmm. Katie Leineke. So if that is an issue that you are having, go listen to the ending mealtime struggles episode because uh, it, if you practice at home, going out to a restaurant is actually pleasant. I yeah. have people come up and compliment my nanny kids all the time about their restaurant. Yeah, I think it's important. Decorum. It's Im- yeah, for sure. I think it's yeah. important to practice at home before you go out. For it sure. is. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, so this pairing. Yeah. I would not suggest tequila. Because um, <laughs> this would just enrage me. And, you know, like, I think that any sort of, like, I don't know, alcohol that would just bring you down, down deeper into, you know. <laughs> into rage city. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would just be bad. So yeah. no no vodka or tequila or okay. any sort of bourbon. I would say this is a, a good um, one for wine. 
And uh-huh. for me, well, the wine that makes me the most happy uh-huh. um, is definitely Bubbles. Um, I mean, like, that's why I brought Bubbles over for yes. us. Because, you know, it just makes you light. It makes you happy. I agree. Um, it just, you know, it's very um, antithetical. You know, it's very uh-huh. much the opposite of what you're feeling right now. <laughs> um, and sometimes you just, you know, you, like, it's like listening to, like, happy happy songs when you're sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this would be a nice one. And so this one would be um, Argyle. Okay. It's coming from Dundee Hills. So that's in Oregon. Um, and it's uh, the producer is Roland Souls, um, and uh, this is a, a blend of Pinot Noir as well as Chardonnay, and so it's okay. very reminiscent um, to what you would find in Champagne. Uh huh. They also use the same method that you would find in Champagne, meaning that they do one fermentation in the um, the barrels, and then they do another one in the bottle itself. And what that does is just it just creates nicer, more finesse, more beauty, more uh, precision and more acid, everything that you're kind of looking for to have a good time. Um, and that also, sounds delicious. And also the the bonus part is that you can find it at Benny's right now, and it's like $18. What? Yeah, it's like $16 to $18 right now. Argyle? Keep, Argyle, and it's I'm going. amazing. Bye. Yeah. Podcast over. <laughs> you just leave right now. No, yeah. but those are like two of my favorite wines too, so yeah. that they're combining together and making a Yeah, most most um, sparkling wine, I mean like outside of like Moscato or Prosecco or, or things of that wine, uh, of that vein, excuse me, um, are, uh, are usually blends. Okay. Champagnes are usually blends as well. Nice. Yep. Good to know. I know. I had no idea. It's cool. Like, that's, yeah. that's why I'm, uh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Just... All right. Well, I am not even full of rage, and I might go buy that later this mm-hmm. week. Just this in weekend. case you get, you know, full of rage You're for right. whatever you reason. Never you should know just when have a bottle of that. Strike. For $18, I mean, like, you, yeah. you can't afford not. It sounds like I'm, like, <laughs> Argyle's <laughs> For $18, you can't afford not to have it in your fridge. Exactly. Um, but it is amazing. It's amazing stuff. So nice. I would definitely suggest it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, awesome. Okay. So this next one comes from Heather. Mm-hmm. Um, she submitted a few, but I the one that stuck with me is that <laughs> she noticed a, a river running down the hallway. Oh, boy. One of the kids had plugged the bathroom sink, turned on the faucet, shut the door, and then forgot about it. Oh, boy. And it had been flooding the bathroom for over an hour. Oh, man. Which I do totally understand because I have nannied in houses that you're working on one floor with the kids Mm -hmm. and like you don't have an idea of what's going on on another floor, you know, because all of your the kids that you are nannying are Mm -hmm. on the same floor as you. Mm -hmm. So if the kids are spread out throughout the house, then I totally have an idea of what is happening on each floor. But I do get focused on a floor uh, and and could not notice something running for a long time. For an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I could yeah. see it. I could you know, too. Sometimes you just, you know. Especially well insulated houses. Also, the sounds don't carry. Exactly. So. It's like that's. I don't know. I was gonna say it's like that scene in Breaking Bad with the tub, but it's, to- <laughs> it's totally not like that at all. But different. Gosh, I, don't know. I hope it is not like oh that. Oh my scene. god, that's I, a, I don't know what that's I'm a saying. Different podcast. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Please just ignore that statement. <laughs> but I cannot imagine telling your nanny family that you've like yeah that, that there's it's, it's been flooding for an, an hour. hour. I know that's stressful. That is stressful. I would say clean it up. 
uh-huh. immediately. Uh-huh. And I would never suggest, uh, you know, drinking on the job, even right. though I have already like several times. But, um, <laughs> but don't do it. But but don't. But if you were going to, uh-huh. um, this is the <laughs> my suggestion. Um, there's a Pinot Noir out there from Central Coast, so coming from California. Uh, the producer is Alloy, and the beauty of it, it comes in a can. What? I know it comes in a can. Wow. I know. So does you could, it? How does that affect the taste? I don't know. Okay. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I, I mean, like, so you can either, um, like, put make make wine in either oak or stainless steel, or there's actually okay. several different ways that you can do it, but those are the two main ones. Um, and like each one has its own effect on it. Um, mm-hmm. but as far as like having like an aluminum can versus like a glass bottle, mm-hmm. um, the fermentation has already taken place. Okay. Um, you know, as far as like aging and stuff like that, this doesn't have like a huge aging potential to it. Like right. don't, don't sell her this, uh, this, this can for, you know, your 20, uh, 20th anniversary. This is meant to be enjoyed right away. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not really going to affect like the taste of it at all. Uh-huh. Um, and plus it's just like that, um, uh, it's always sunny, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about where they put the uh, wine into the can. Yes. Um, and then it frees them up for gesturing. Like <laughs> you have now Pinot Noir in a can. And now you're free to like clean up and like yes. in a hurried fashion, but also, you know, take the edge off of this <laughs> extremely stressful situation. I like it. Yeah. Or even afterwards, when you get home, you can pace and shake your hands and gesture. Well, while you're telling your friends this really stressful, yeah, yeah, this really stressful story. Now all of your wine is, is, is contained safe. In, is safe in a can. <laughs> I yeah. like it. Yeah. I like it very much. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second to last one. We're, okay. We're rounding them up. Uh, Chelsea Waite mm-hmm. uh, said a few weeks ago she was letting one of her charges, they're, they're twins, 19-month-old twins. Mm-hmm run around so one of them is running around naked uh to air out a terrible diaper rash which i get okay uh 30 seconds after she gets him good and naked his brother twin brother fell off the couch and started screaming and so she grabbed the twin and reassured him uh and then she turned around to find the naked little buddy uh finger painting with his poop on the floor Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Boy, do you guys deal with a lot of poop? With babies, yes. Yeah, yeah. Imagine a lot of poop. I like. I don't really anymore. My nanny kids are <laughs> grown up. Have grown up. <laughs> so. Once they hit uh, even preschool age, mm-hmm. usually preschools uh, make are are ask them to be toilet trained. Nice. So. Uh, so yeah, once they, they hit preschool age. And you don't have to deal with poop anymore. Yeah. And not on a regular basis. There's of course. Yeah. Time. Imagine like a lot of vomit and like. Yeah. 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 I have to deal with a lot of vomit. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Which is kind of yeah. weird. You know, I, when I worked at a bar, I did say it was like nannying. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to just deal with it. Our margaritas were very strong. Yeah. So. Well, and our food is so rich that I think that this is like a common thing for like oh, fine dining. Yeah. You know, that like people get wine pairings and then like on top of that, you're eating food that's uh, more calories and also richer than you're used to. Yeah. And so like, 
it's very easy to see like somebody just, you know, not being able to handle it. It's not even that they're junk. I think it's just, you know, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. It's a very different yeah. change of pace. Because it's very French and, you know, yeah. it's very European, I should say. Right. Um, right. And so it's very rich. So for this one, um, uh-huh. I would say um, it's not that serious. Sorry, but like <laughs> <laughs> poop is poop and right. like it, it's, yeah. it's fine. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not downplaying this person's point. Right, play. right, right. Um, I'm, I'm sure that it's it's awful. Um, but you know, unwinding from this for sure, um, is definitely needed. Mm-hmm. And so I would say just like a nice red. Mm-hmm. And so, um, for that, I said Rioja. Okay. Um, so, uh, Rioja is coming from Spain. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's one of the, uh, like most prestigious areas in Spain. And the cool thing about Spain is that they make their wines v- for a very long time. They use a lot of aging requirements. Um, it's very strict there, but the value there is quite remarkable. Uh-huh. And at the same time, uh, especially in Rioja, they have to use American oak opposed to like French oak, even though France is like right there. Yeah. And so it's um, in a lot of ways, it's very, uh, it's a very nice transition if you're like a person that enjoys like Pinot Noir from you know California, or you enjoy. Cabernet Sauvignon from the Napa Valley. Right. This is a very nice transition into Europe because mm-hmm. the wood being used is the same. So you're going to find a lot of the same notes. Okay. Um, I said Lopez de Hero. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, <laughs> is I uh, was uh, my suggest uh, suggestion for this. Uh-huh. Um, they do a crianza, um, which is the minimum of the the aging potential. Okay. Um, and it's like thirteen dollars at nice. Benny's. Um, but just like a nice bottle, again, a lot of care and love has gone into it, mm-hmm. but extraordinarily affordable at the same time, you know, and yeah. it's coming from Europe, so it makes you feel fancy. Right. And that's really what it's about. You need to feel a little fancy after you've cleaned up poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to feel a little sophisticated yeah. um, after you've cleaned up poop for sure. I totally agree. That's yeah. a great suggestion. Yeah. All right. Last one. And this one comes from Sue Downey, who is one of the two hosts of the Practically Perfect podcast. We did a crossover episode. So you should check both of those sides out of the Practically Perfect podcast. Uh, Hello, Sue. Uh, She says, (laughs) when when a two-year-old locks you out of the house and then climbs on the counter and eats his sister's gingerbread house... And but she said, "Don't worry that when he was done, he he let Sue back in." Um, but just the the calculation yeah. of I'm gonna lock my nanny out of the house just long enough to not only eat a gingerbread house, which to me is gross, um, but to eat his sister's gingerbread house. Mm-hmm. So like sibling nettling, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's very impressive and, and shows a lot of foresight that I don't think we see in in two-year-olds very often. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that's um, a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just to deal with. <laughs> um, I would say I'm going to bookend it. So I started with a cocktail, so I'm okay. going to end with a cocktail. I like it. Um, and so for this one is called The Last Word. So okay. I'm going to bring back that chartreuse. Uh-huh. Um, and so we already like yeah. So chartreuse, it is uh, that Luxardo, 
Um, so that maritino liqueur again, uh-huh. uh, lime, and then gin as well. Ooh. I'm just I'm a huge fan of gin co- I, cocktails. I really like gin a lot as well. Yeah. So um, this one, again, super alcoholic, but uh-huh. it's going to calm you down. <laughs> it's nice and sweet. Uh, they call it the last word because it's supposed to be the last cocktail you have. For the night, because it's like the last. (laughs) It it is going to knock you right on your butt. Yep. But like when Pete, like kids, I should say people, kids, whatever, Uh are uh, being jerks. Uh huh. Like in that way, that's so aggressive. Right. I think that you should just have a very alcoholic cocktail. (laughs) You know, right in your right in your back pocket. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So any cocktail would do, but like right. And I would say, go to a bar Uh while this is happening. You know, just wait it out. Just go to a bar. (laughs) They're not going anywhere. Look at your nanny cam on your phone. Order a last word, you know, or a whiskey sour or whatever. Uh Tell them how to make it. um, And and then just come back. That would be my suggestion. I like it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I am pretty constantly in fear of being locked out of the house by children because i did it as a child mm-hmm. a lot really i thought it was hilarious as yeah, a child that's not cool. and i feel i know now i know it's not cool but <laughs> but as a child i loved it mm-hmm. and so i i feel like karma is going to get me at some point yeah um and so i am pretty like paranoid and take my keys with me even if i'm like taking the trash out because you just don't want to risk it i don't want to risk it i know it. like there's nothing like more terrifying than like being locked out of a house and having a child still in there i know with like any capabilities it just reminds me of that scene from like uncle buck do you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i think so it's okay, been un- a long time since right. i've seen uncle, uncle buck. buck like he gets locked out yeah at one point yeah yeah i sure. can and i can only imagine that because if the child thinks it's funny, that's that's a moment that you have to really practice like your nanny poker face. Mm-hmm. Because if you freak out at all, then your odds of being let back in go down mm-hmm. the more you freak out. Yeah. And so you have to just be like, oh, hey, I locked myself out. Or like ring the doorbell and be like... Who's here? Supposed <laughs> to be like just like yeah. yanking on the, the door like, handle and like, right and like now. slamming on the door. Because then you're giving up all your power. Yeah, that's why you should just start drinking immediately <laughs> as soon as that happens. Or wait until you get home. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> I'm a terrible advocate for not drinking on the job. Um, well, I mean, you do also work a job where you can drink on the job, right? Or can I you taste, not? yeah. Yeah, you can taste. You we can't. like to say we taste judiciously. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but, I like uh, it. Um, yeah, you get to, you get, that's one of the perks of the job is that you're yeah. constantly tasting wine. Yeah, see, we're legally responsible for the that's children terrifying. in care. I can't imagine so. being legally like responsible for another so human being. So the second you add alcohol, it, your legal <laughs> yeah. responsibility is in jeopardy. For sure. Uh, if anything bad were to happen. So yeah, yeah, I do. I do urge you to think about that. (laughs) If Mm -hmm. if anyone out there is considering drinking on the job, please don't. Yeah. Uh, but do, if you want drink when you get home with some of these delicious cocktails, I'm going to make some of these, uh, especially the two gen based ones. Those sound delicious. Yeah. I'll make sure to to send you all the recipes and everything as well. And then I will post them on yeah. uh, Instagram 
Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Chronicles of Nannia will get you there every time. So whatever your favorite platform of those three is, follow Mm -hmm. us on it. Um, Also, if you are like, oh man, I didn't get my story in and would really want a pairing... I bet that Dan. I would love to. Yeah, just send him. Yeah, send him to the to Chronicles your... of Nania at gmail.com, yeah. and then I will get in contact with Dan, and we will pair a drink for I you. I'd love to do that. So don't feel like you missed the window. Yeah. Um, like the family that missed the window to hide their dildo in the oh, lockbox. They really missed it. They really yeah. missed that window. Yeah. Um, so don't, you, you didn't miss the window. <laughs> <laughs> no, like those parents. Your dildo is, is hidden away. I like the fact that she said away. massive dildo. I know. Like she didn't say like, oh, I found a dildo. No, this thing was. I, it sounds like it like scarred her a little. Like she was just <laughs> probably like, why is this thing so big? Yeah. Like, like that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, for it, sure. It really is. Um, <laughs> Well, we end every episode with a funny or cute story or quote, uh, and this one was full of, of funny stories, but I have, have brought one to end on, on a light note. Uh, and Dan, if you want a pair <laughs> sure, yeah, on the fly, okay, yeah. uh, but no pressure. Um, okay. So, uh, a child that I nannied for a long time ago, he was about four at the time. Uh, we were kind of just, I think we were walking, but Mm -hmm. nothing tripped him. He, and he just fell down and I was like, Oh, what happened? And he goes, my penis was too heavy. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to like, not laugh, not laugh, take a beat and then be like, do you need to go to the bathroom? What does he mean? What does that mean? Um, and I was like, I mean, we were like, on did he explain way. himself? No, no, no. We he were... just was like, he, it's just what he felt in his heart. Yeah. That, that he his fell penis over was too heavy because his penis was too heavy. <laughs> My friends were like, what? send him to his room for bragging. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it was, it was close to nap time. So I, I also didn't press the issue because I was like, we got to get down for nap just time. Like, but... You're a man now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But he just fell over and didn't hurt himself, thank goodness. Yeah. I would say, you know what? Give that kid a drink. That's what I would say. Nice. Yeah. Nice. A nice scotch because now he's a man. (laughs) Now he's a man. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, because his penis is too heavy. You take a a shot of scotch. I'm not going to advocate giving (laughs) a child liquor, but you can take a a scotch and a A drink of scotch in his honor. Yeah, of his large, being... <laughs> in honor of his large penis now. Yeah, of him Jesus. being a man. Yeah, And okay. discovering that that penises can change your weight distribution, I guess. <laughs> to make you bottom heavy, I yeah. guess. Not even <laughs> Just top heavy. fall over. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much, Absolutely. Dan. Absolutely, thank you. This, yeah. was really, this was really fun. This was so much fun. Thank you very, very much. And uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. The Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. 
show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.